when it comes to his children, you know, how much am I going to say? I'm not just going to blurt it out like I would to my friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or like you would in the past. <laughs> or like I would in the past. You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step family related. Real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims. David. Yes, darling. It's almost fall. I know. I like fall. It was probably my favorite time of the year. Well, fall and spring. Yeah. Until we got a pool. And now I don't want it to get cool outside. (laughs) It's because it rained all summer. Yes. The one time we finally get a pool, (laughs) it rains all summer. I think we've been able to get in it like maybe six times. Yep. So sad. Yeah. So, you know, the other thing is it's like the pool, the pool was the alternative to our vacation since we didn't get a vacation this year. You did. That wasn't a vacation. It was. With your son? That's not a vacation. How is that not a vacation? You flew to California, mm-hmm. hung out with your kid. Mm-hmm. That was spending family time together. Oh, Lord. You weren't there, darling, so it wasn't a vacation. No, you're not getting another one. <laughs> <laughs> so you're taking one by yourself? I am. Are you? Yes. Where are you going? I don't care. I'll go down the road and get a hotel room. I just don't want to deal with dogs for a couple of days. I don't want to deal with cooking supper. Don't talk bad about your son. I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about wait, the dogs. Wait a, minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Back up. What do you mean deal with cooking supper? Let's not go down that path. How often are you actually dealing with cooking supper anyway? It seems like way too much. Look, twice a week is not too much. <laughs> Ah, that's funny. I'm just, I'm not showing this conversation. (laughs) It's probably for the best. Yes. Because you won't win it. I will. Mm -mm, Mm-mm, mm-mm. I will. I'm going to start keeping track. All right, so you go down to the no-tail motel. Mm Mm-hmm. Get you a room. (laughs) Yep. Okay. And I'm going to watch Law & Order all weekend. Okay. Why do you have to have a hotel room to do that? Because the dogs. I'm sure we have some listeners that will put you up for a weekend. Okay. Anybody out there <laughs> want me, sweet little Lori, not your mama, to come stay with you for the weekend? <laughs> let me know, because I need a break. <laughs> you know, I used to get a break when Jackson was at school and David was at work, but COVID has made it where we're all together all the time. So that's what it really is. It's not the dogs. It is the dogs. It's the fact that your son's home all the time. No. It has no well, and I'm home more now because you know work from home. It it, it uh, it's the dogs. But we didn't. But we had the dogs. It's the dog. Pre COVID, didn't we? Didn't we get him pre COVID? We got him in May. So no, it was post COVID. Yeah, but mm, okay. I, I can't believe with everything going on, you decided to bring another dog in the house. I didn't. <laughs> you decided to rescue the demon dog. Leave him alone. He's precious. He's a good dog. <laughs> he just he just has some um, emotional instability sometimes, <laughs> and he's trying to adjust to the blend. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, yeah. The thing about the funny thing about it is, um, with this dog, anytime he growls, we just assume he's ready to kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but our um, what would you call her? Our our primary dog, our bio dog. Yeah. <laughs> You know, she's been here since she was a tiny puppy. So she can growl and show her teeth and go completely nuts. And we're like, oh, sweet baby girl, what's wrong? Because <laughs> she fusses a lot. She's but, mouthy. Yeah. 
So she can go nuts and, and we don't think nothing of it. But the other dog, if he just goes, we're like, <gasps> he's about to read to pike somebody run. <laughs> yeah. That's because he's bit me before <laughs> twice. Yeah. Well, well, anyway, it is funny though. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, we could probably do a whole podcast on the parallels between. Yeah. Between getting a new dog. That's not really a new dog, getting a four-year-old rescue dog and bringing him into our home. And I was a four-year-old kid in your home (laughs) in a blended family situation. I was outside the other day and I heard the precious sweet baby girl dog fussing. And I knew that she was telling on the new dog. I come in, sure enough, he dug in the trash and got some paper out. (laughs) And she will tell on him. Mm -hmm. That's funny. And fuss at him. Yeah. And it's and it's funny too because you you get to where you understand the difference, the different barks or whatever. So you know the difference between her telling on him and her just being mouthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so funny. It anyway. Is funny. Anyway. So everybody's probably got their their dog and animal stories to tell. So everybody loves their pets. Yeah. Maybe we should um, dedicate a few podcasts to tell us about your animals in the blend. Because really, there are issues with people's animals and blended families. You know, that's a topic we've never discussed with anybody. Like, how is your pet handling the new people? Not your pet handling, because the pet can't get on here and talk. But no, like... I didn't say anything about the pet getting on here and talk. I'm I, saying if you're if you're a single mom and you've got a, a dog or cat, and then all of a sudden you bring in three or four more kids and a and a spouse... And the dog's cowering in the corner. Yeah, and they're like, oh, come here, pop up. Losing weight, all stressed out. Come here, kitty, kitty, kitty. (laughs) (laughs) But no, seriously, um, I see it a lot in the Facebook group, and I don't know why I've never thought about doing an interview about it, but say I had an animal, Mm -hmm. and we get together, and we get married, and you don't like my dog, and you know your kids are mean to my dog because... Most of the time, people's pets are almost like their children. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there we go. Another podcast that idea. That would be interesting. Yeah. All right. So now people are like, oh, I was already stressed out. Now my dog's stressed out. It's true. I mean, people have had to get rid of their animals because of the blend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Depressing. Yes. Anyway. All right. We'll do a course on that. A co- <laughs> yeah. We'll do a course on that and a podcast on that. <laughs> All right. So who we have today? Well, wait a minute. We have to announce the winner of the Sylvia Krakauer Nacho Kids Academy Scholarship. All right. Well, before we do that, how can people apply for it? Because we still have a few weeks left. I've only got like two left. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So if you want one of the few remaining Sylvia Krakauer Nacho Kids Academy Scholarships for a free month to the Nacho Kids Academy. Right. I was about to say, which is a free month to the Nacho Kids Academy. Contact us. At contact us at nachokids.com. <laughs> Sounds redundant. <laughs> yes. Send us a short video of why you think that you should get the scholarship and a little bit about yourself. And it doesn't have to be your pretty little face. It can be just you talking. It can and, be a video of your dog cowering in the corner. <laughs> yeah. It can be anything. Um, and just send us the link like a Google Drive link or a Dropbox link or whatever, if the video is too large to email, and send it to us, and we will put your name in the hat. All right. Good deal. 
All right, so let's get to today's winner. No, I still hadn't told you who won. <laughs> That's what I said, is get to today's winner. Oh, I thought you were going to say, See, get to, you're not uh, listening. Get to today's interview person. Okay. <sighs> See, people. See what I put up with. <laughs> oh. Okay, today's winner <laughs> is Chelsea S. All right. Congratulations to Chelsea. Congratulations, Chelsea S. Please check your email. For an email from Lori at nachokids.com <laughs> telling you the next steps to take to enjoy your scholarship. Check your email for an email. Well, what else was I going to say? Check, why don't you go to the mailbox and see if you have an email? <laughs> Where else are you going to get an email from? Okay, so check your email. Check your inbox. Okay, check your inbox. <laughs> Golly. Let's not do the online offline thing, David. All right, so. <laughs> Today's guest, mm-hmm. I have known for mm, probably 13 years, I guess. Oh, wow. I met her in a stepmom group, mm-hmm. and I have seen her go through a lot. Mm-hmm. Her first husband, they split up. She met a new husband. <laughs> <laughs> she met a new husband or a new man? She met a new man, okay. <laughs> a nerdy man, because she said she needed a nerd. And so then they fell in love. Oh. Because he was talking nerdy to her. Yeah, he was talking nerdy to her. <laughs> and next thing you know, they get married. He's got two kids. She's got two kids. And they've had some blended challenges. And recently, I guess probably a little bit over a year ago, her first husband passed away. Mm. So that has added some stress um, to her daughter's life. All right. So anyway, let's get to listening to Peggy. All right. Good deal. So before we do, let's hear a little bit about the Nacho Kids Academy. There is a way to save your sanity and your relationship, and it's called the Nacho Kids Academy. In the Nacho Kids Academy, you will learn the skills and knowledge to properly nacho, techniques to handle stepfamily challenges, ways to improve your communication, and much, much more. Visit NachoKidsAcademy.com and sign up today to join other step parents who are seeing the life-changing benefits of nachoing. Again, that's NachoKidsAcademy.com. Today, we have stepmom Peggy. Hey, Peggy, how are you? Good, how are you? Doing good. So you have been in two blended families, correct? Yes, I have. All right. Tell us about the first one. Um, the first one, uh, when I met my ex-husband, um, he, his daughter was six, and I didn't have any children yet. So I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I had my own, <laughs> and it wasn't so great after that. <laughs> Tell us about that, because a lot of people say... I'm worried about having an hours kid because of how it will affect the relationship I have with my stepdaughter or how is it going to change the dynamics? Is he going to, you know, love the hours kid as much as he does his daughter? So tell us some of the challenges you experienced with that. It wasn't so much him. He was actually really great for a long time about, you know, showing them equal attention Obviously, the baby and, you know, the younger child got more attention at times. Um, My stepdaughter didn't live with us, so that kind of worked out. The issues came with, and and hindsight's 2020, because Mm -hmm. she's 18 now, and I, in the last year, had an issue with her, and we haven't spoken. But hindsight, she never really wanted to have a sister and she, or a brother, and she, she wanted to have her dad all to herself. 
So that's sort of where the issues came because she never wanted to spend time with my daughter, like only when she wanted to kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So my daughter would cry and get really upset when she'd have to go back to her mom's. And I'd be like, hey, just, you know, go read her a book for five minutes. And she wouldn't do it. And dad didn't make her do it. Right. So how, how old was she when you had your daughter? She was seven and she's now 18. Wow. Yeah. All right. And then, so your daughter would get upset when the stepdaughter would have to go back to her mom's. Mm-hmm. And how often did you have her? It wasn't really, there wasn't sort of a, like a set schedule or anything. She was over often, um, kind of just whenever she felt like it. I would say it was, it was pretty much 50, 50. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, th- I feel like she would always go back to her mom's like on a school night. I don't recall driving her to school too often. Right. So, but she was there a lot on the weekends, I think. And that was really to just benefit her mom in reality. <laughs> yeah. So did your feelings toward the stepdaughter change because she wasn't being attentive to your daughter or taking your daughter's feelings into consideration? Yeah. I mean, I caught her one time outside. They were sitting on the picnic table and I saw my stepdaughter take my daughter's shoulders. She was like three at the time, I think, and shook her. (sighs) And I just, I lost it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Because in a situation like that, she, she knew I wasn't out there. So she knew she wasn't being seen. I don't know what caused it, but it upset my daughter. So obviously it wasn't done in like good fun or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. So did you parent her? That's a good question. <laughs> I, <laughs> I did only maybe because I had to. I feel like her dad was working a lot. He was gone a lot during the day and into the evening. He was a tattoo artist. So, you know, he did as many hours as he could. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, I tried to get her to do things like put your folded laundry away (laughs) and it wasn't enforced. Uh, There were no chores because, you know, if we don't do them, how do we expect her to do them? I'm like, and the process of raising children is to teach them how to be adults. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you would try to quote, quote, raise her and, but you didn't have his backing. Right. Did he have guilty parent syndrome, do you think? Um, um, yeah, I think he definitely did. And he was always, he actually raised her more than her mother. They were both drug addicts. Not when I was with him, to my knowledge. <laughs> right. He's no longer here. Um, I think he had a lot of guilt um, because her mom wasn't around a lot when she was younger. And they were never really mm-hmm. like together together. So she would always say, I want my parents together. I wish my mom and dad were together and had always hoped for that. So I think he felt badly. But he had always told me, you know, you're the mom that she isn't. And he liked that, even if he didn't enforce the things I was trying to do. <laughs> yeah, because it was easy to get you to do them. So he wouldn't be the bad guy. Right. He never wanted to be the bad guy. So. Was her dad and his ex together when she was born and stuff? Yeah, they were together for a little while. I think it was more of convenience. I don't think there was any sort of like, at least on his part, any sort of like, you know, loving relationship. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of arguing and I mean, they were using drugs. So 
Yeah. Do you think she remembered her dad and mom together or it was just the dream of her parents being together? I think it was just the dream of them being together and maybe she saw some photos every now and then. But I think right. just the dream of them being together. So your first husband, y'all split up and um, you split up right after you had a baby, correct? Yes. My son was two months old when I left New Hampshire for Florida and I already filed for divorce. You'd already filed for divorce? Yeah. The divorce just it, like he was agreeable. It just had to be signed off by the judge. So I was divorced two months after my son was born. Oh, so you don't have to wait like a year? Mm-mm. Okay, because I know in South Carolina, you have to, you know, be separated for a year before you can get divorced, unless there's infidelity. Um, no, actually, I couldn't say that there was infidelity, because then I would have had to bring her into the mix, and it just wasn't going to happen. So there was lots of reasons for the marriage ending, but um, no, and I, you know, what, I've heard that before as well, that, you know, courts make you wait, but I wonder if this in, judge in particular knew us because of his issues with his uh the mother of his daughter they had always on the court so i just wonder if he was like all right this i'm gonna give this one a free ride <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i'm not gonna make her stay to go through all this <laughs> so you split up and you eventually you've got at that time your daughter was what five it was five when i moved to florida yeah and a two-month-old yep and you met this guy. I lived at my mom's for a year. We, the three of us lived in one bedroom. I slept on a couch. My daughter slept on the other part of the couch. It was like an L shape. Mm -hmm. My son had a crib and I had a TV in there and that was it. And I swore, I mean, I had to, I had to go through, I, I didn't want the divorce. So uprooting my family, leaving my husband that I didn't want to leave regardless, the universe works in crazy ways. I was being forced to leave a bad situation <laughs> mm -hmm. because I wasn't going to do it on my own. Um, so I had to kind of work through those emotions and those feelings on my own in a dark room, quietly crying to myself at night while my kids slept next to me. <laughs> so you didn't want to get divorced? No. Did he? No. Um, but it just wasn't working. It wasn't working. He had cheated on me while I was pregnant with my son and I had agreed to stay. And long story short, I decided he wasn't putting in the effort that he said he would. So I just came to the realization one evening that I couldn't, I couldn't live like that. It wasn't fair to my kids. It wasn't fair to me. Um, he was agreeable to everything, you know, me moving. He knew that that was the only choice that I had was to move down to Florida to my mom's. Um, but I didn't realize at the time that he was in full blown drug addiction again. So my leaving allowed him more freedom. Ah, so it's kind of the drug addiction kicked in and it's, oh, okay, well, yeah, she can go and that'll give me more freedom to not have to worry about acting like I'm straight when I'm not. Right. Exactly. That's my feelings. I don't. Yeah. Well, I will never know, but. <laughs> yeah. So. He passed away last year? Yes. He passed away seven days before my daughter's 10th birthday. And I know that was hard for her. Yeah. And I know that was hard for you. Yeah, it was. It, it still kind of is for different reasons. And I, I feel I feel kind of weird about it. Like, I'm married. I'm in this amazing relationship with this amazing man. And we have an amazing life. And I sound really corny saying that. But 
we do. Like I have everything that I've ever wanted. And I do have this sadness for her, but I feel like I also have this sadness of like, he will never be able to be the person that I did marry. That you knew he could be. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, I almost think that um, when he was alive, I'm sure it bothered you that he wasn't living the life that you knew he could. But when he died, it was, um, I mean, of course, it's permanent, but it's more of, darn it, he he doesn't have a chance now. Um, you know what I'm saying? I don't know how to phrase what I'm trying and to it say. It sounds horrible to say, but it, I mean, there is a sense of relief. He knew. I mean, I have messages. He knew that that his addiction would kill him. Mm-hmm. He just, he tried multiple times to stop. And it just, I mean, when I say lifelong, it was lifelong. He was like yeah. 13 when he started getting into drugs and drinking. So he knew it would kill him. So it was so sad. It is. It's terrible. But I mean, the in and out that he, of my daughter's life that he was doing was so hurtful to her. Um, It was almost a relief that it, it, it can't happen anymore. Right. Because now she's not expecting those calls. Right. She's not disappointed when she doesn't get them. I mean, granted, I'm sure that she, has gone through a lot and will continue to go through a lot with her dad having passed away, especially under the circumstances that he did. And the fact that she didn't really get to spend a lot of time with him before, but really it's emotional abuse for a child when the parent is wishy-washy with like, like that and not in the kid's life. Yeah. And I tried to work with him, you know, but I had to put my foot down at some point. And then yeah. I, I kind of let her make her own decisions. We gave her a phone because it was it was summer and I was not having her friends call my phone looking for her. <laughs> <laughs> so we gave her a phone. And um, once her dad had access to her like that, I kind of let them, I kind of let that play out how it would. I let her make her own decisions on how much she wanted to contact him and you know whether or not she got back to him. Um, I did have to tell her when she was like seven years old that he had a drug addiction because, and explain that to her as best I could at her age level, because she was like, why is he not calling me back? Why doesn't he love me? I'm like, Oh God, no, that's not, that's not it. (laughs) I mean, even for adults, it's hard to understand that an addiction overpowers or outweighs their love for somebody. Yeah. I mean, the one thing he always wanted in life was a son to carry on his name. And I gave that to him mm-hmm. and it still didn't. And I think that was kind of that, that may have been like the eye opener, the eye opener for me it was like, he can't. But I mean, when I moved, I didn't, I was naive to the fact that he was using again because hindsight's twenty twenty, and there were red flags all over the place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you just, you know, you don't want to think it. Yeah, you don't want to believe it. My husband now, um, we took my ex-husband's ashes and it was his idea to plant a tree out in the corner of the backyard that my daughter can see from her room. So we did that and we put his ashes and his mother's ashes because she died eight months before he did. My daughter sat there and held her hand while she was in hospice. Oh. So, so we've got them out in our backyard and we went and visited his grave in July when it was a year and it was hard, but I think it helped me a lot as well. Mm-hmm. So, and we'll just, you know, we'll keep going back every year, hopefully yeah. multiple times. But so let's back up a little bit. You were living with your mom. Yeah. And you had a friend that 
made you get out and about. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> she threatened you with your life if you did not go with her. <laughs> yeah, she threatened to kidnap me. <laughs> uh-huh. And that is when you met your, um, let's see, what did you refer to him as? Your nerdy, sexy fellow or something like that? <laughs> I told this friend that I needed a nerd. So she brought me, well, when when she got me out of my house, I had to bring my kids. But when she got me out of my house, she brought me to a drone race because living with my mom, I, I wasn't really making a ton of money. So using gas money to drive anywhere was a big no-no in my mom's eyes. So my friend happened to be close by, like 20 minutes. And she said, you better come meet me or I'm going to come get you. <laughs> and she would have. And she would have. So, and I almost backed out too. Um, I have a hard time meeting new people. But mm-hmm. I went and I said, I, you know what? I need a nerd. <laughs> and the ongoing joke is now that I got the king of nerds because my husband actually owned a uh, drone business where he created and designed and manufactured racing drones. And that was where my friend had taken me. (laughs) Cool. So you met him Mm -hmm. and I'm sure in the beginning you weren't thinking, oh, we're going to get married or, you know. No. In fact, I I didn't even want to date anybody that had kids and come to find out he had two. That's what I was getting ready to ask you. (laughs) Yeah. So you see this nerd, you're attracted to him. (laughs) Well, he was funny. I mean, funny will get me every time. (laughs) (laughs) How long was it till you found out he had kids? Was it kind of straight off the bat? Did y'all oh, yeah. date a yeah. little bit? No, we were we were we were honest with each other up front. I mean, he knew I did because I had to take them everywhere I went. Um, we had seen each other a couple of times at races, and then he had taken everybody out to dinner, including me and my friend and her husband and the kids, and after a drone race. Um, so I knew early on, but I didn't meet them until we were actually dating for a couple of months. Okay. So how old were his kids at the time? Um, six and four. And it's a stepdaughter that was six. Well, his daughter was six and then his son was four. Yes. And what was his relationship like as far as visitation with the kids? Did he have them a lot or... No, he and his wife were separated, but they weren't, they were, they had kind of paused the divorce or had just started it back up or something when I met him. Um, I think when I, when we had started dating, they had refiled for divorce. Um, She had filed, they got back together. It was a big con move on her part, but he was at done at the point that he met me. And he could ask for the kids, you know, to see them. He wasn't living with her. And if they were available, he could for a few hours. But once she found out about me, it was no go. You can't see them. She didn't want that. Right. Okay. So I know this part. <laughs> um, she wanted to get back together with him to buy a house to live in the neighborhood of her boyfriend, correct? <laughs> yes. She wanted, they, my husband and his ex-wife are both from Brevard County in Florida and her boyfriend, she called her high school boyfriend, still lived in Brevard County and they both lived across the state over on the Gulf. Um, So she agreed to get back together. I want you back. Let's move to Brevard was her, her con so that she could see her boyfriend. She wanted him to agree to move across the state, move two businesses across the state 
so that she could be with him. Y'all, that's some crazy stuff. <laughs> but he figured that out. Yeah. And he's like, eh, eh, not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, he's going to move wherever she was because of the kids and women right. together. And she said, I want to move to Brevard. He's like, okay. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't an issue. <laughs> mm-hmm. Clearly didn't know her husband. <laughs> yes. But um, yeah. So she finds out about you and she starts keeping the kids from him. She starts keeping the kids from him. This woman has like, I don't even know how many fake Facebook profiles she would start commenting on my Facebook pictures of me and him trying to get me to say that we're dating or, you know, I'm his wife or something. Oh, because the divorce wasn't final. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Did he have proof of her seeing the other guy? Um, I don't, I don't think so. I th- okay. I think she admitted it at one point. Their divorce wasn't final until like two years ago. Okay. So they went through a long divorce. It was long and drawn out and really nasty. But And it wasn't because she cheated on him. That wasn't in the filing, right? No, I, no, not in the filing. No, it was, it was long and drawn out because of business and businesses that were involved. And because she didn't want him to see the children at all. So she was trying everything she could to get him to not see the children at all. Were they seeing her boyfriend? Oh, yeah. They were living at his house. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> so once again, this proves my point that if a woman cheats on her husband and he goes and gets with another lady, she doesn't like that. And she's going to make his life difficult. But it's okay for her to be shacked up with the boyfriend. Oh, yeah. And have the kids around. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. I'm telling you, I can always tell. When somebody says, yeah, the bio mom freaked out when we started dating and, you know, started keeping the kids away from him. I'm like, she cheated on him, didn't she? And they're like, yeah, how'd you know? <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know why it's that way, but it is. It's like. That's so funny. I mean, not yeah. funny, but yeah. Yeah, it is funny. I, I know what you're saying. When did she start letting you be around the kids? When the judge told her she needed to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, um, she, well, that's not entirely true. She would allow him to have them on like Sunday from like one to five. And she had stated in her deposition that she chose Sunday during those hours so that he couldn't flee the country with the kids because they had school the next day. Cause that was another thing. Like before he met me, they had this big argument and he had a lot of money at one point with his business and he was like, I could hop a flight to Zimbabwe. And she took that as I'm going to take the kids away from you and you'll never see me again. Okay. Well, <laughs> first of all, even if the kids had school, if that's what he wanted to do, it wouldn't matter. I know. <laughs> but I will say that's not an uncommon fear of a bio parent to worry that the other bio parents going to take the kid and leave. Yeah, no, that's a legitimate fear, I for sure. And in in my opinion, I want to say like seventy five percent of the time, that fear is is forefront in your mind because you have had that thought as well. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's kind of like she was always accusing him of cheating, but he wasn't. But she was accusing him because she was kind of thing. And once again, <laughs> they say if somebody's accusing you of cheating, it's usually because they're doing it, right? Yeah. So all you cheaters out there, don't accuse your other one or they're going to know. <laughs> or stop cheating. 
<laughs> yeah. Or stop cheating. Yeah, we could have a whole podcast on cheaters, that's for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, you know, and it's simple. If you don't want to be with the person you're with, leave. Yeah, it's, it's pretty simple. And, I mean, if you want to be a hoe dog and sleep with everybody, don't ever get married or don't end up in a relationship. Yep. <laughs> Make it known, you know, straight out of the gate. Be like, look, I love you or I like you, but I'm still going to sleep with other people. I mean, you know, it's funny and not to bring him up again, but my ex-husband told me that when, when I found out he had cheated and I confronted him and I wanted to work it out, he was like, but I'm going to do it again. I'm like, what? What? Yeah. He goes, I, I can't promise you that I won't because I wasn't supposed to, to begin with, but I did. So who's to say that I, I won't do it again in the future? I can't, I clearly can't control myself kind of thing. I'm like, all right, well. <laughs> well, I mean, there's that other saying, when people tell you who they are, you need to believe them. Yeah. I just thought it was kind of funny. I mean, who's yeah. that? <laughs> well, I mean, he told you, girl. He told you. Hmm. <laughs> so you finally start spending time with the stepkids and you're kind of integrating into the blend. Yes. I mean, I will say that like, her keeping the kids from him for so long really was like a saving grace because it allowed him to learn how to be with my children, my daughter more specifically, because my son was a year old. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it gave those two the chance to kind of build their relationship and learn to be together without his children being there. Because we all know that stepchildren and bio children always get treated differently, regardless of what you say. Yes. So his kids not being here during that time allowed their relationship to flourish without, she can do this and I can't do this. And blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but that came later. It came later, <laughs> yes. More to come. <laughs> but he already was able to create a little bit of a bond with your kids. So it wasn't like he was trying to create a bond with them while they were struggling with the blend. Exactly. Yeah. Now, your son looks at him as his dad, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, I will say, <laughs> Lori, this is so terrible. <laughs> so my son, in the last six months or so, understood that his, his biological father has died. And we kept it from him for a little bit because he was really young. And I, you know, I, I didn't think he would understand. But now he's been to the cemetery you know, we talk about him. He asks questions. He's got pictures of him up by his bed, but he calls him, he calls him my dead dad. Oh my gosh. So I just, it's, it's terrible, but there's no other way for him to say it, I guess. Well, I mean, it's true. I know. And you know, at his young age, he's not going to go, my deceased father. No, or, I mean, but you know. At, at one point, he was saying, my old dad. But then he would always, you know, say, not this one, my old one. So he felt like he needed to explain more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, it's pretty cut and dry when he says, my dead dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we probably shouldn't be laughing, but it, it is kind of funny. <laughs> I'm sure he's laughing, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now, he didn't really get to see his dad much, though, did he? No. Um, my ex-husband held him in the hospital once, and then I think he probably saw him like a total of five, five or six times before he died, really, because I lived down here and he lived up there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So your son has zero memories, really, of his dad. Yeah. But he knows that your husband now is not his real dad. I guess he does. (laughs) Or he knows that it's his alive dad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Your son's young, and your now husband is kind of took over the dad role with him. Yeah. And your daughter, she doesn't really have anything to do with her dad at the time. But do you see a difference in how he treats your son versus your daughter because of your son being so young when he came in his life? Um, God, that's such a hard question to answer because it's a boy and a girl as well. Like, there's a, no, that's true. There's a difference in how he treats his son and his daughter. Um, I just think that he and my daughter have, like, really do have a special relationship. And especially now, since her dad has died. Mm-hmm. I think it's changed and for the better. Um, but I think their relationship is very special and different than he has with everybody else. Right. Because she she's a very smart little girl. I know that. Um, so she could be looking at this as, you know what? He doesn't have to treat me as a dad, but he does. Yeah. Yeah. What are your challenges with the stepkids versus your kids. Do you see a difference? I know you do. And how he treats his kids versus your kids. Yes, but I will preface this by saying that he and I have a very good open communication relationship. We came to a huge bump in the road, I want to say like maybe a year and a half, two years ago, mm-hmm. where I was ready to leave. And I think that really opened his eyes to our situation and what he wasn't doing and what he was doing and what I was doing and what I wasn't doing. You know what I mean? We all kind of do this in a blended family. Um, But it's been pretty great since then. Um, Okay. So since then he has stepped up with his son, his son in my eyes is very difficult to a certain extent. He's nine and he has autism, but he's high functioning. Mm-hmm. Um, he and my daughter are actually a lot alike. Like when it comes to giving instructions for things, we have to be really specific and only give a couple. <laughs> but my five-year-old, you know, I say, go get ready for school. And he's got his clothes on, his socks and shoes, his teeth are brushed, his hair is brushed. He's done everything. <laughs> yeah. You could just say, go get ready for school. And he knows what that entails. Whereas with the stepson, it's go put your clothes on, go brush your teeth. Yeah. And like you said, you can't tell him a list of 10 things. No, because he'll do the first one and the last one. Right. So is he stricter on your kids than you feel like he is with his kids? Yes and no. Um, If you had asked, if we had this conversation two weeks ago, I would say, yeah. Um, But most recently, I believe he has noticed that, well, I mean, we've all been home for six months, right? We've all been. Mm -hmm. Okay. So during those six months, we had his kids one week on, one week off. We also got a new puppy at the beginning of quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all were a glutton for punishment. (laughs) I know. And um, his kids like to come here and then hold themselves up in their room and play their games. Mm -hmm. They don't really get them at their mom's. Well, his daughter shuts her door as well. My daughter's complete extrovert. Like, I would love for her to go in her room and shut her door sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) But she had also taken it upon herself to, you know, know when the dog needs to go out because I have a job that I need to be in the garage working 
sometimes. So she took it upon herself knowing that this is something that has to be done, but then she's the one always doing it mm-hmm. since his daughter is in her room. And right. most recently, the two of them had an issue and his daughter was texting him and I don't even know what happened, but he came home and completely yelled at her. He yelled at her for always having a door shut and not being part of the family and you know, not taking responsibility for anything um, and said, you know, I'll take this gate down because we have gates up for the puppy and took the gate down that blocks off their, both their bedrooms and the bathroom and said, there, now you'll know when she has to go out because <laughs> your door's open and the gate's gone. There you go. Now the gate went back up at night and the door has since, you know, been put back on. (laughs) But he mentioned last night, actually, that she has, he said, I've seen more of you in the last two days than I have for like six weeks. I think you took what I said to heart because he specifically said, if I'm not on your side, then there's a problem. (laughs) Yeah. So is she helping more with the dog now? She's helping more. um, Yeah. But I, I, I think what has made the difference is simply our communication. I mean, I have to pick and choose my battles. I have to choose how I say things when it comes to his children. You know, how much am I going to say? I'm not just going to blurt it out like I would to my friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or like you would in the past. <laughs> or like I would in the past. But understanding how much he can handle hearing in order for him to handle a situation himself. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. So what would you say is your biggest struggle with this blend? I would say our biggest struggle still is um, me and his son. And not necessarily our relationship, but like my interactions with him, I guess. You know, simply like, hey, you forgot to put the bag in the garbage. I mean, this is the kind of kid that will do the least to get by so he, that he can go back and play his games. But mm-hmm. his father knows this and his father's on him about it and has been for a while now. My struggle is that I don't feel that there is enough consequences, but mm-hmm. I, that's not really my place because he, he's the same way with my child. He doesn't hand out consequences. Okay, so you both will quote, quote, parent each other's children as far as telling them to do things, but you nacho handing out the consequences part. Yes. That was the caveat to me coming back, so to speak, when we had our huge argument and I was going to leave was I will come back. You know, you can come back, but you've got to leave my son alone. I'll come back, but you've got to leave my daughter alone. <laughs> right. Um, so. And, and it's not the aspect of telling your daughter you know, pick up your clothes or put your dish in the sink. It's the aspect of the discipline part. Correct. Of I'm taking your iPad or your own restriction or whatever it may be, because by him or you laying out that discipline to the other person's child puts that target on your back for the kids to look at you as a bad person, but it also takes away your authority as a parent. Yeah. It does. And it saved our relationship, to be completely honest. (laughs) And it took you a while to find that balance. Yeah, it did. I mean, we were together, we've been together um, four and a half years. We've lived together for about that same time. 
um, probably four years. And it, it took a good two and a half to three to really get there. Mm-hmm. And that's with good communication. <laughs> right. And that is so important. And, you know, like you said, it's how you approach him with things. You can't say your lazy, good for nothing daughter won't let the dog out to pee. <laughs> right. It has to be more of, I need help with letting the dog out to pee. Could you talk to your daughter and see if she's willing to help? I mean, I know it sounds crazy to have to sugarcoat things like that, but you have to, because if not, Correct. yeah. if not, they get defensive. Yeah. And even as much as you know how much he loves your kids and would do anything in the world for them, if he says something to you about your kid, you get defensive. Yeah. And then you kick into, well, you let your kid. <laughs> yeah, you don't ever want to do that. That's that's a losing battle. Yeah, tit for tat is not good. No, and I will say, though, um, so bio mom is like, I, I, we could do a whole podcast on the craziness that lives inside this woman, but. I know, I think we should. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the poor kid, prime example for school this year. Last year, we got Matthew all of his things. This year, our turn was to get Grace all of her things. Those are his kids. Um, And so the text came across that said, I got the school things. He can use his his backpack from last year um, and lunchbox from last year. And that didn't even go to him. That went to his daughter. So she came out knowing that we had already said, you know, if mom doesn't get you what you need, we'll get what you need. So the woman got the, the basics that the school needed. I am so sorry, but I don't care if you go to the dollar store and get the kid a new damn backpack. Every kid should go to school with a brand new backpack. It's so funny you said this because I saw this on a Facebook group somewhere and it said, do you think kids should have a new backpack for school every year? Yeah. You know what? I do. I think they should have a new pair of shoes, a new outfit, a new backpack. At least one. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. New notebooks. Don't send them with the old tore up spiral notebooks. It's a new year. It's a fresh start. And I I think the things that kids need are, like you said, new pair of shoes, new backpack, new lunchbox, water bottle, like basics. And so she didn't get those. So this all happened right before they were leaving to go back to their moms um, right before school. And I said, get over here. And I showed him online. I'm like, which backpack do you like? And I ordered it from Target and I picked it up because I, I could not. And, and so my husband was like, well, if he comes back Monday with an old backpack, I go, no, he should not have to go to school on his first day of school with a crappy backpack and an old lunchbox. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I got him a new backpack and a new lunchbox and sure shit, sorry. He That's okay. finally brings the damn water bottle home that he's left at school for two weeks. You know what's, whose name's on it? His sister. No. Yeah, hers, his sister's. Like he, she couldn't even get him a brand new water bottle. And I know you well enough to know that you're not going to let that kid <laughs> go to school with a crappy backpack with his sister's water bottle. It's just, it's so maddening. I mean, he would come to my house and he hasn't in, he has recently, but not in a while, come to my house in size four underwear. This kid is nine years old. My five-year-old son does not even wear a size four underwear anymore. (laughs) Like I, so which brings me back to how 
I interact with him, he gets, he, he doesn't get loved on or taken care of in a proper way, like even the basic ways at his mom's house. So when I get on him about things, it bothers his dad because he gets that at his mom's house from his mom. Mm-hmm. So I understand that. Yes. But in the same respect, he's a kid who still needs to do the things he's supposed to do. So that's the happy medium that we've come to is that his dad really takes care of all of that. Right. And I had to tell him, you can't sit here on your computer with your headphones on and ignore the world around you and then get mad at me when all you hear is your son's name because he's done things wrong. Exactly. So. And they, we know that they can tune us out pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Even with those headphones on, girl, they can hear what they want to. Oh, exactly. Even with them off, he hears what he wants to. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's that selective hearing. I know. So, Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I got to tell you this story real quick about the backpack. I went to get my son a new backpack and, um, you know, this a couple of years ago. And he's like, why are you wasting money? The one I have from last year is perfectly fine. <laughs> Y'all, I know you've heard the phrase, an old soul. Oh, yeah. This child, even his teachers say sometimes, it's like talking to an 80-year-old man. <laughs> So when I saw the backpack post on Facebook, of course, I'm like, yeah, that was one of my favorite things for school. You know, getting a new backpack and new notebooks and pens and pencils and all that happy stuff. And here I'm thinking that all kids would want that. And my son's like, nah, man, don't waste your money. I'm good. (laughs) And my stepson might not even know the difference or care, but that doesn't matter. Yeah, but you don't want him carrying around a water bottle with his sister's name on it. I mean, it's got like scratches and stuff. It's so ridiculous. You got him a new one though, right? Well, this was yesterday. So yes, I will because I was like, well, I could order one right now on Amazon. Then I'm like, well, I I mean, I could just go to Target too. So no, he's going to get a new one. But damn, woman. Yeah. And it's not like she's hurting for money. No, and I, I like I, the water bottle incident happened last night. So I walked outside, told my husband who was making steak on the grill, and I said, "You know, and I don't, I don't, I don't mind buying the kids' clothes. Obviously, I'm constantly going through their clothes, going, what doesn't fit you? What fits you?' And I had to buy him some new shorts and shirts because they all started to look a little too short. And he himself said, "Yeah, they're a little tight, but to supply the clothes at his mom's as well. Like I know that's what's happening." I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. but if you come in size four underwear, they're going in the garbage. Yeah. And a lot of people will say, send them back in that underwear. No, because then they'll come back in that. Like, that's that's a health (laughs) issue. I don't have a penis, but I'm (laughs) I'm told that if you confine it, it can have lifelong restrictions. (laughs) I don't know, girl. I'll believe you on that one because I have never heard that or researched it. And yeah, um, tidy whities look it up. I will. Are not the best thing for a man is what I've heard over the years. Well, get get your little stepson some boxers. Oh, he's too particular. I ha- he still has to wear them, but I I get them big enough. Yeah, he won't wear boxers. I got my son wearing brief shorts though. They're super cute. <laughs> so now my son walks around the house in a t shirt and his underwear. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Now, does the bio mom do the same thing with the daughter, with her daughter? Oh, no. She'll get her new clothes. In in fact, recently she had come to me and was like, oh, yeah, mommy and I went through all my clothes. I'm like, did you go through Matthew's? She's like, no. 
No, he can still wear those. They're only a size two. <laughs> She's old enough, though, and has spent enough time with us to understand that whatever she hears at her mother's isn't necessarily true. And that yes. I'm not an evil person. And I just want to make sure you guys have clothes that fit you. That's all. And that's something that we realize the longer we're in this blend is we don't have to tell the stepkids how the other bio parent is. They will figure it out. Kids are not stupid. No, they're not. And she will love her mama. She will defend her mama. But that doesn't mean that she doesn't realize the differences in how her mother treats her and her brother or the differences in how her mother parents versus how her dad parents. Oh, I mean, I think she will have issues with her, though, and she may not defend her all the time. She, uh, I guess, recently put them both on a scale and told my stepdaughter, like, you're getting a little chunky. You need to go on a diet. Well, this girl is 11 years old, and she's perfectly healthy. So one of the last weeks she was here over the summer break, She's like, I'm eating all the mac and cheese I can because when I go back to my mom's, it's back to salad. I'm like, <laughs> now she's gonna be binge eating. I, I mean, uh, it's uh, the mental, the mental problems this woman is causing, and it, it's. I'm glad we have them fifty fifty so that she can at least live a semi normal life. Right. But the fact that she has to be one person at her mom's and can be herself here. I mean, I'm sure she's herself to a certain extent, but I've heard stories. I know her mom like. She has to act a certain way at her mom's. Yeah. She has to do all the chores at her mom's. She was washing the window here, right? So my husband said, hey, girls, wash the window. One wash the outside, one wash the inside. Okay, well, they were done. And I was like, well, there's still some on the outside, Grace. You missed them on the outside. Well, she gave me a little lip back, which I didn't like. And I mentioned to my husband. And then he got mad at her because she was doing the whole window over again. And he goes, did she say do the whole window? No, I didn't see what she, what she was talking about. He's like, well, did you ask? Yeah. She's like, no. He's like, we are not your mom. You can open your mouth and speak and say, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Can you show me? Yeah. I'm not even kidding, Lori. They literally do not do that. Now, my daughter would be like, mom, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. But they don't. Like, we had to teach his son how to tie a knot at seven years old. And he still, to this day, will stand there and look at it. Like he doesn't know what he's going to do and he's not going to ask because he's afraid. Mm. Yeah. And that's sad. It's really sad. Well, hopefully with your influence and your husband's influence, they will become the best children they can be. Hopefully. And I know that I'm very blessed to have the kind of situation that I do. We are not <laughs> one of the horror stories I'm sure that you've heard. So I, I, don't, I don't take that for granted for sure. Yes. Because you know, if you do take it for granted, I'll be like, girl. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'll tell you like it is. Yes. But communication. I mean, if, if, if whoever's listening to this, like takes away one thing, communication is key. It is the right kind of communication. Right. And it's okay to start having a discussion and realize it's getting heated and table it for a little while and say, I need a break. I'm getting kind of stressed out, um, or I see you're getting stressed out. Let's talk about this in a little while. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just say, I'm done. I'm done talking about it. Just table it for a little while until things can calm down. Yeah, and it can't be an us versus them kind of situation, or you're not going to have a very happy life together. So That's right. 
Well, Stepmom Peggy, it has been great having you as a guest on our podcast. Thank you for having me. And I do think that we should have another one where we just talk about the high conflict biomom. Oh, my mom. We totally can. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to write that down so we will do it. Okay. All right. Well, thanks again. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Do y'all ever have things that just annoy you? Yeah, I married one. Oh. <laughs> I figured I'd jump on it before you did. For example, <laughs> do it, David. Take a drink of your coffee. All right. Let me get closer to the microphone here. You don't have to get close. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, got to use those nacho tools. So so what is it? Is it the... <sighs> it's the whole sound, even the drinking part. Oh, but the, when your darling son's sitting at the table. <laughs> my sweet baby boy. You sound like a hog at the troughs. I don't know. Some days it bothers me more than others. What? Your son or me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I think it's some weeks. I won't say why, but you can probably guess it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's one of those weeks, y'all. It is one of those weeks. So anyway, what do you do when your significant other is drinking coffee and the sound of the... It's not that bad. And the... Is so loud and it's all you can focus on. It's only that loud to you because you have headphones on. No, dude. And we have microphones in no. front of us. It's loud all the time. It is not. You don't know. You don't hear. <laughs> you hear it inside your head. I hear it amplified. Do you? So what you do, people. <laughs> this is going to be a long day. <laughs> when this happens mm -hmm. is you regroup. Okay. You take a deep breath. Oh, my gosh, David. Really? Well, I'll take, I'm taking a deep breath. Don't breathe. Don't <laughs> breathe, David. The person that is being annoyed takes a deep breath. You are stopping. <laughs> but I'm being annoyed right now. You're being annoying. All right. So don't take a deep breath because apparently that's going to annoy me too. I'm holding my breath. Okay, good. Maybe you'll pass out in a minute. <laughs> so what I will do since David. Apparently drinking, it's not working for you. Will you hush? <laughs> I will take a deep breath quietly. Stop it. <laughs> then I am going to refocus. Today, I am able to refocus by getting my butt up and walking away from it. Except when we're recording. Yeah. But if I can't walk away from it, what can I do? I can get my phone out. I can put AirPods in. I can play silly little games on my phone. I can play in Facebook groups. Something to distract me from that annoying. <sighs> because if I focus on that, that's all I'm going to hear. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. It's like that time we were in church. Oh, Lord. This, this is so bad because this person <sighs> behind me. The church hands out these little, the click pins, the, you know, you push the bottom of them, clicky pins. This person behind me during the whole service, click, 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 click. Yeah, Lori's going to get one. Yes, during the whole service. And I look over there and I see this look on David's face. I am literally like shaking from the inside, like I'm about to turn around 
in church <laughs> and break this person in half. Well, and the funny thing is, I didn't notice the clicking until he brought it to my attention. And then that was all I could focus on. I noticed it like within the first few minutes of being there. So by the time we were ready to leave, I was like, And on the piece of paper where it's, you know, (laughs) like your prayer request, David (laughs) told the church to quit giving out clicky pins. (laughs) I sure did. (laughs) You know, they never emailed us about that. I mean, it was crazy. Crazy. You know, I'm trying not to be one of these people that, you know, turn around and stare at them like, would you stop? (laughs) Maybe I should have done that. I don't know. But, you know, I try to be nice to people, but that was. mm. But what's funny is if David would have gotten up, went to the restroom or something and came back. I wouldn't come back. He more than likely would not have noticed the clicking unless. All the way to the bathroom and all the way back, he's going that clicking, that clicking, and I'm going to kill this person, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would have still noticed it. But you can change your focus. It's like having some kid in a movie theater kicking the back of your chair or somebody smacking on popcorn. I mean, just stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like you can't, you can't not focus on it once you focus on it. Yes, you can. That's why we give people tools to learn to change their focus. Exactly. But I tell you, it is a lot harder to ignore like being on an airplane or in a car and somebody kicking your seat than it is to ignore somebody smacking or. Yeah. Kind of hard to get up and leave. But yeah, the point of it is the fact that when something like that starts bothering you and you feel that little man inside going, I'm going to get mad. Right. But once you start focusing on that, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, Mm -hmm. which is why it's extremely important to, Train your focus on things that are positive. Train your focus? Mm-hmm. Okay. I've never trained my focus. I trained myself to focus. Okay. Well, look it up. Train your focus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go train my focus today. We're going to do five laps around the house. And All right. Never mind. Go ahead. Right. You don't know the meaning of the word then. Okay. You can, look, you can Google that later. All <laughs> are right. you saying I'm ignorant? Uh, in this particular word, yes. Oh, my gosh. There are other meanings to the word. Than what you think. Did y'all see what I just did, though? (laughs) Yeah. I took, don't you drink out of that cup. (laughs) I took what he said, and I turned it around and said that he was saying I was ignorant. (laughs) See, we do that a lot, too, people. We, You just swallowed, and it got on my nerves. (sighs) All right, David, that's enough. These people are tired of hearing you make these noises and whatever. So anyway, if you would like to learn the tools <laughs> to deal with an annoying husband, join the Nacho Kids Academy, where we will teach you the tools to not just have a better blend, but a better life. <laughs> Don't laugh so hard, David. Now you know now you know why she knows so much about how to nacho. <laughs> because I have to do it every day. And I'm just keeping you sharp. And you can nacho your husband. I'm teaching you to train your focus. Sorry, Sylvia, if you're listening. I know you don't agree with that. (laughs) You can nacho your (laughs) in-laws. You don't agree with it, but you ain't married to me. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what? That's what it is. If Sylvia was married to you, she would understand. (laughs) I totally get it now. (laughs) Yes. All right, David, let's let these people go. Enough of your yabbering. Enough of your shenanigans. Is yabbering a word? 
It is now. It is. So just like Nacho, we made that one up. So while you go and look at the other definitions for the word train, thanks for listening to folks. Choo choo. Chugga 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 chugga. We hope you come back next week. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. So here we go. Have a good week. And remember, we'll be here next Friday to do some more nacho stuff. And I'll bring my coffee in. No, you won't. And we'll have a conversation. No, no drinks allowed in the recording area. All right. And, uh, okay, so before we end, what about your month of men? Have you got that all lined up? Are you ready to announce that yet? No, no, no. I mean, I'm working on it. We are going to have a month of men mm-hmm. on um, <laughs> a podcast. And it may actually turn into a couple months of men. Yeah. That's what we're hoping for. We're, we're thinking about doing a calendar. No, we're not going to do a calendar. Why not? Have you seen the calendar where the men... You're thinking look? about Marty in his fire suit. No, have you seen the calendar where the men are doing poses like they're pregnant with their beer, oh, beer yeah, bellies or yeah, something like yeah. that? Yeah. Is so, that what you're going to do, David? Yep, that's exactly what, what I'm What month doing. are you going to be? I don't have a beer belly, but I I could have one. Yeah. All you got to do is drink a beer, and we'll call it a beer belly. Don't you look at my stomach. All right, y'all. Really, we got to go now. Like, really, we got to go now. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Don't forget... Life is good when you nacho. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.